You're listening to The Drive with Larry Hardesty on 98.7 ESPN. Then we will return to the National Football League around 11 o'clock with Jay Bromley. Want to hear from Antonio Pierce. Now, this was an interesting dynamic. And, yeah, you did have the situation with the injuries to Daniel Jones in the game today, which totally messed up the opportunity that you were going to have if you're a Giant fan for going on the road and beating this Raiders team. But when there is a coaching change, especially one where you could see from the outside, and I'm and I'm not in there, so I'm not saying that, that McDaniels lost the locker room. That's not what I'm saying. I don't know that to be a fact. But it was clear that things weren't working. And it was clear that a decision had to be made for a change. And it is very rarely in the National Football League that you make a change in the middle of the season. Like this. It's very rarely. Very rarely. But that's what happened earlier this week. Josh McDaniel out, Antonio Pierce in. And you knew that the team was going to respond just because they wanted somebody new. They felt that McDaniels was not giving them the best opportunity to win. It looks like Jimmy G has, I mean, he struggled so much. Yeah, he was hurt again, but when he performed, especially in that Monday night game against Detroit, he looked like he was done. And now, you know, I'm not ready to make that statement official. He looked as that he looked that way, but Detroit has a fabulous defense. So they didn't help him. <laughs> they didn't help him at all. But he struggled. There's no question he did. And so Antonio Pierce comes in. First thing he does is he benches the veteran and says, you know, we're rolling with Aiden O'Connell, who was their rookie draft choice out of Purdue. And so there's a change. There's a different energy. There's a different feel. Now, do they think, I'm not saying they're going to turn around and roll to the playoffs. And boy, the Jets saw what that defense can be like that they're going to face next week next Sunday night on a short week after the Monday nighter against the Chargers tomorrow night. But here's the former Giant, Antonio Pierce, on taking over as head coach of the Vegas Raiders. We're on the same page. Champ and myself, our staff is connected. We had a great team meeting this morning. Everybody was steely-eyed and focused. We walked in with a smile on our face. The synergy, the energy in this building, and the personality of our players will reflect on who we are as Raiders. This is a great opportunity for myself. I'm humbled, I'm honored, and I don't take it lightly. I'm sure there'll be questions about why, how. Those all get answered. But this is about the players, this is about the Raiders, and this is about this organization. And we're tired of losing. It's not a good feeling. We're a production-based business. We're about competition, being competitive, and play with an edge and a swag and a certain confidence that we walk out that damn tunnel that everybody watching TV can see it and a product on the field is something we're proud of. And as one of the players that you knew was happy that there was a change was Devontae Adams. When you listened to him at, after the loss Monday night and you heard him say, I have no answers and what I really think I don't want to say because it will be misconstrued in the media, the fact that he had the discipline 
to not just go wild and say something that uh, he would later regret, that's a veteran for you. He's smart. But very simply, he's just said it was time for a change. It's not a celebration that we, you know, we have a new coach and, you know, there's, there's been changes made. We obviously, I think it was time, um, one, way or the, one way or the other, it was time for some sort of change um, just to bring a little juice in and, and, you know, revitalize the team a little bit. And I think it's more of a mindset that we're trying to, you know, not force, but just have moving forward to, to just be as positive as possible. A change was needed. And that obviously was felt throughout the locker room. Obviously. And so that's what you do. That's why you make changes, right? That's why you make them. And at least for one week, it worked out. Josh Jacobs ran the ball well. They were able to move the ball down the field. The defense, you know, Max Crosby is the linchpin of that defense. And they were able to beat the Giants today. Talking Giants and Jets, 1-800-919-3776. Mark is in Newark. Hey, Mark, you're next on 98.7. Hey, what's going on, Brother Larry? Hey, Mark, what's happening, my friend? Oh, man, it's been an awesome day of football all around. That's what makes you love the NFL when you get weeks like this one. Mm Got to go here, though, for Monday, for tomorrow. Yeah, I I think this, especially after watching, uh, I'll just give two quick examples, the Giants and the Raiders and the Giants and the Jets. Okay, so the coach for the Giants, you know, they had their – "Quote unquote NASCAR package defense, and they were just blitzkrieging us, just blitzing, blitzing, and more blitzing, and and it was effective. And the NFL being a copycat league, I've heard it all day today. Young quarterbacks are going to get blitzed like crazy, and I saw it happen all day long with my own eyes, as I'm sure you have. Mm-hmm. Um, some of the younger quarterbacks showed out today, uh, remarkably, yeah. actually. So so there's that." And the reason why I bring that up is because this. At this time of the year, this, we're almost halfway through this thing. You know if you're, you got a chance or you got a shot if you're in the race. But more than that, you know what your identity of your team is. The Jets' identity of their team is their defense, mm-hmm. period. It's hard to score on the Jets, and they take pride in that. Very much so. They're the best unit on the team. But what the surprising part, Larry, is, our special teams are top ranked too, so we got two thirds of the thing won right there. So it, I think that we, you and I both had mentioned, you know, a new up tempo thing and maybe some, some, some different looks offensively, not so vanilla. Um, I definitely agree with you wholeheartedly on that, and and I do believe that this offensive coordinator is going to do that. But it's but, but what I also really like is this: our defense carries the day. Our special teams carries it with them. And those two things, it's hard to score when you've got a long field and our defense is out there after you and after the ball. Offensively, we'll just keep finding what works and keep going and, and however far that takes us, offensively scoring a lot of points because we don't got to score a whole lot of points. I think 21 points beats gets us more wins than losses this year in any game. So that's where I'm at. All right, Mark. Thanks for the phone call. Yep. Um, the defense and the spe- – look, the Jets, we knew that the Jets' identity is their defense from the preseason, okay, from the depth that they have with the different line, the linemen that they have that they rotate, uh, the unbelievable season that, uh, you know, uh, Quincy Williams is having at linebacker coming off a of defensive player of the month. Uh, he's been special. 
And really, the secondary has played well. So you're right about the defense. You're right about the special teams. And for me, I just I just would like to see the offense grow. You know what I mean, Mark? I, I want to see them grow. And no, they don't have – you're right, 21, 28 points. Yeah, that, that should be enough with the way the defense is playing right now. You're right. That should be enough. But it's the – for me, it's the quick three and outs that concern me with the with the offense. So hopefully there's, you know, there's a game plan that they've gotten that will be uh quick and I think for me I just need them to make be more aggressive early in the in the in the downs. You know, do they have do you want them to run the ball? Absolutely you want them to run the ball. You want to establish the run. Because that's going to open up some other things. Okay, that's what you want them to do. But once again, there's more ways to establish the run other than handing it off to the running back. You can toss it out of the backfield. You can line Brees Hall, line him up in, in, in the slot position. You can do a toss. You can do a sweep. There's so many different ways to get your you know, running back in position to be effective other than what, you know, just handing it off to him. And, and listen, Nathaniel Hackett knows that. He's smart. He knows. He knows. He's he knows more about football off football offense than I will ever think about. It's not even close. Not even close. But I just I just wonder if he feels a little ambivalent about taking chances in certain spots. I just wonder if he does. And I get it. I understand it. Because You've got a defensive-minded head coach, and his thought process is this. Keep it close. My defense can win it. Don't turn the ball over. My defense can win it. Don't go gambling on third and fourth down. Punt it. (laughs) Put him back like he did last week. Give him a long field. We'll play the position battle. So I understand that. And and that's part that's what happens when you have a really good defense. That's what you think about. Now it's interesting. There's a Hall of Famer who doesn't think the Jets can make the postseason with their current quarterback. Hmm. We'll hear from him and get your thoughts on that next. It's the drive on 98.7 ESPN. You're listening to The Drive with Larry Hardesty on 98.7 ESPN about eight minutes before the half. Earlier today on 98.7 ESPN, Jake Ashman and Marina Marino did a great job. Had the Hall of Famer Emmett Smith on the on the show. And he shared his thoughts about Jets, playoffs, and Zach Wilson. It's good enough to get them to the playoffs, but I don't know if it's sustainable with Zach Wilson at the quarterback position. Now, Zach Wilson can grow with all of this PT that he's getting and it's up to the coordinator to simplify the offense. So he doesn't have to make a lot of different reads, but he has to Zach Wilson has to progress as a quarterback in order for that team to become a very dominant team, especially with a running game. And this is what I will say. We can talk about devaluing the running back position. The reason why you have a solid, I have four or three season is because you can run the football. 
and you are running the football and you've taken a lot of pressure off of Zach Wilson. So the best, the best protection for a quarterback is a solid running game, especially a young quarterback that needs to mature and needs to grow into that position as the leading quarterback for that team. That's why you have a running game. So the value of a running back is much greater than most people want to give it credit for. Without that running game, the Jets probably will be two and four versus four and two. Emmett Smith, earlier today here on 98.7 ESPN. Look, he's right. As far as the running back is concerned, everybody, listen, it's not, let's understand what most of the NFL is thinking from a GM standpoint, okay? Most of the NFL is thinking not that you don't need running backs, but that I can get running backs for less money and speed. See, that's what they're thinking. So, no, everybody knows you need a run game. Everybody, everybody understands that for you to be successful in the National Football League offensively, you need to be balanced a little bit. You know, there has to be a threat of you running the football. Like, there's got to be a threat of it. Okay, otherwise, you know, they'll just put, you know, 10 or 11 in the box and force you to throw, knowing that you won't be able to. So, Emmett's right. The, you know, the fact, and that's another thing, as I mentioned earlier, the Jets have not been able to run it consistently. Now, what they have been able to do with Brees Hall is they've been able to make big plays. So, he's been able to take the ball and run for, you know, 15, 20, 25, 30 yards. He's been able to catch the ball and take off. So he's been able to make a short, take a short run or throw and expand it into a big play. But I think for me, the real interesting thing is, and I'm just curious to see how this is going to be. Is Dalvin Cook going to be any have any effect on this Jets offense? I mean, right now he has been invisible. And this was supposed to be him early until Brees Hall got going and then Brees Hall pick up right about now. And you have a two headed monster at running back. Where, you know, that gives you takes the pounding off of one and kind of splits, you know, the carries and, makes this offense, you know, a little more, a little less predictable and a little more explosive. And that simply has not been the case. It's not been the case. He's been invisible this season, invisible. And look, I get that some of it's the offensive line. I get it. If there's no holes, I remember a veteran running back telling me years ago, former Giants running back, number 38 in your program, Billy Taylor, told me years ago, if there's no holes, there's no run game. And the Jets have not really consistently been opening holes with that offensive line. Sometimes it's because of a run blitz. Sometimes it's because they've got a safety up in the box. They've had issues running the football consistently. And that has hurt what you've been able to do with Zach Wilson. And, and because they haven't been able to run, sometimes it's put them where it's first and 10 and they're running on first down. Now it's second and 
12 or second and 13. Okay. Now what do we call? Are we trying to get it all back at one time or are we going to try to get half of it and then see what happens with the other half? Jose's in Brooklyn. Jose, you're next on 987 ESPN. Hey, good evening, Larry. Shout out to the company. What's up, Jose? Uh, wanted to, definitely wanted to chime in. I got a couple points. One one is the jet point, in, but um, the first one is, you know, boy, those, that, that Raiders situation, man. <laughs> <laughs> Like, if there was ever a time where history literally repeated itself, because this is the same Josh McDaniels that thought that Jay Cutler wasn't good enough, mm. got rid of Jay Cutler and Brandon Marshall, and they that 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 those guys ended up going to an NFC an NFC championship game where they were seven points away from beating the great Aaron Rodgers. So it's mm. kind of hilarious how. History repeats itself where they kind of get rid of Derek Carr, upset Devontae Adams, and I'm just like, really, for the same guy that you kind of saw that it didn't work with Denver. It, mm. it, it, it you know, it, 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 it is a hilarious, you know, state, uh, state of affairs. But to my Jet point, <laughs> to the Jets, what what concerns me is is with the fact that this Charger defense is not, you know, a, a bunch of world eaters. And the fact that Staley is a person that will make horrendous coaching decisions that will pretty much, you know, put his team in bad positions. This is one of those games where I feel like it, it, it is kind of put up or shut up at the quarterback position. Like we, we kind of need, we, we kind of need a game where, and I'm not talking about us being down 17, nothing. And then all of a sudden, Hitting a couple of hitting a couple of people and then we tie the game up and then you can't do anything. I'm talking about actually putting the game on your shoulders to win the game, and or or, or actually game manage the game where you know you're actually being effective in the game. And that's kind of where my concern is with this Monday night. I hope that it does happen. But we'll see. Um, I, I'm trying to be in the positive light because you know me. If I if I'm too negative, then I'm being too harsh on the kid, and you know, and then I sound like a hater, and I don't want to sound like that. So <laughs> I hope you guys have a great night. All right, thanks uh, for the call, Jose. Here, here's I understand what you're saying, and but remember, I th- still think that because defense is the team's identity, that they are they're willing to be conservative, okay? They're willing to be conservative and just not give points away. They want to make sure that the defense, you know, keeps them in this game. And for that reason, that's why you, yeah, you want them to be, and I get exactly what you're saying, but they're not going to put it on him. It's got to be the run game. It's got to be where you can hit, you know, hit your tight end. It's really about moving the chains and then taking some shots. And see, that's what I'm looking for for from Wilson and the Jets offense and Nathaniel Hackett tomorrow night. I'm looking for them to be creative. I'm looking for them, and we know the same, you know the, 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 the lingo. We take what the defense gives us and all this other stuff. Yeah, I get that. I get that. But I just need them to vary what they do on first down. Okay, I need them to not be so predictable. 
I need them to, you know, obviously Gary Wilson is their best receiver, but I, but I need them to, 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 you know, like he spread the ball around. I like that. That's what I need him to do. Now, on the other side of that, can the Jet receivers hold on to the football? Okay, that's the other thing. I mean, can Lazard hold on to the football? I mean, he made a great play late, late in the game, and then the overtime. Give him credit. He, when it mattered, he caught it. But there were other chances that, you know, you, you need him to try to make those plays because that bails your quarterback out, and it gives him more confidence. So you need him to make those when he when he rolls out of the pocket and gets away and makes those plays. You know you need you need to you got to catch the ball there. And he knows that. I'm not telling him anything he doesn't know. He's not dropping it intentionally. But these are the these are the things that really bother your that, that hurt your young quarterback. And then it's a short field, or then now it's third and long, and now he's running and he's rolling out and. You're losing yardage and everybody's screaming at him. What's wrong with him? Hasn't he learned anything? Why, why is he running backwards? You know, like like me. Why is he running backwards? And what's going on with him? And he should know better. And what is this? And blah, blah, blah. blah, blah. And, we, and we're yelling and screaming, you know, when if players had made plays before that, he's not in that situation. So, yeah, we want him to play better. We do. Absolutely. We, we, we'd like for him to improve. But he's got to have help. His receivers have to catch the football. That would really be nice. <laughs> it would help him out a lot. And it would change the game. And keep him out of these long third and long and second and long situations where you know that the defense is going to pin their ears back and come for him. We'll continue the conversation here on 987 ESPN. You're listening to The Drive with Larry Hardesty. On 98.7 ESPN. Now, last week he had a couple of penalties that extended some drives. But he has been a terror from sideline to sideline. He's been unbelievable. And one of the re-signings that Joe Douglas did that worked out very well. You know, I mean, he gets flack, and rightfully so, because some of the moves he's made has not worked out. But that one, give him credit for bringing that kid back, because that kid has had a, a breakout season. And he is, you know, his brother Quentin's having a quietly good season as well. But, uh, you know, just, and that really speaks to what uh, C.J. Mosley has done at that linebacker, in that linebacker room for that team. And the leadership that he brings to the table, his experience uh, that he, you know, learned when he was with the Baltimore Ravens. That was a really good signing by the Jets at linebacker. And I know he missed the first two years, one with COVID that he didn't want to play, and then he was injured the following year. But uh, the past two years, he's been a factor. He's been a factor. So, uh, you know, the fact of what Quincy Williams has been able to do with that jet defense has been special. It really has. And, you know, we talk about the, we talk about, you know, we were talking about the situation offensively with the jets and how, you know, maybe they will be more creative and, you know, problems with the early downs. 
look up uh, Ritzamini's article on .com. This team on third down is awful. I mean, they're awful on third down. And the reason they're so bad on third down is because, okay, you would think, right, it's because of their issue with third and long. You know, you put them in third and long situations. You know what's going to happen. You, you, you see the problems that, uh, you know, defensively everybody knows what they're going to do. And, you know, they, they, rush, they, they rush the passer. I mean, they, they rush the quarterback. And, you know, it, it's a situation and he doesn't have time and he's trying to figure out what to do. And he's running around and he can't figure out, you know, he can't find anybody. And it's just a major, it, it's just crazy. But listen to this. Rich has an article on. He also has it on his uh, ex-formerly Twitter account. Jets are three for 16 on third and three or less. Okay, you would understand why would they would have an issue on third and long. Okay, that would make sense. Why they would have a, a problem on third and long. You would get that. But they are three for 16 on third and three or less. And statistically, they have the worst third down offense in the last 45 years. 45 years. Okay, so... That's what we're talking about with this offense. That's why this offense has to, you know, be more effective. That's where you can just make some different plays. That's where you've got to improve. We get, like I said, we understand third and long. But third and three or less. I mean, that's, that's, that's a crazy stat. And so that's what you have to work on. That's what you work on. That's when, that's what, excuse me, normally you do when you have your bye week Okay. You sit down, you, you, you know, you check the offense, checks, defense, defense, checks, offense. And you look at your scores and you, and you look at your plays and you see, okay, what are we, are we running this too much? What are some of the things we're running? Are we becoming too predictable? Are we going this way all the time? Are we running this whenever there's a third and short? What are we doing? And that's when you make the adjustment, when you self-scout. And, and you say, okay, we got to do some other things. Okay. And that's not happening. So that's what has to change on the offense. The third down, the third Jets third down has not been good, long or short. And the fact that it's not good short is unacceptable. You gotta be able to make your th- third and two. You gotta be able to make that. You gotta be able to make that. Okay, you got to. And once again, I get part of that is, okay, let's load up the box. Okay, let's load up. We know they're going to try to run it. Let's load it up. And then you get a, you know, a third down kind of like, or it's it's not run right. Like the the Brees Hall, past the Brees Hall last week. 
that he tried to just, you know, he was almost like he was trying to give it to him and he just threw it short. And so that's that's what has to improve. Plays like that. Okay, the execution of those plays. Where you got to, you know that's the guy. Throw it to him. Give it to him quick. Let give him the play. Give him the ball early so he can make a move. Those are the issues that you have. That's what you're looking at with this jet offense. Aside from just picking okay, aside from just picking on Zach Wilson. Those are the things, the, the execution of those plays. They just don't do it. They just don't. And until they do, listen, they're winning. Okay, let's not complaining. Jet fans, you're winning. But as you play and as you get better, and every week you want to try to get better and improve on the things that you're struggling with and have options to get better at, You need something else to put on video so the teams look try to look for something else. Because when you become too predictable, you know, that's that's what happens. I mean, those are startling numbers. <laughs> and you want to know why you're you want you want to know why you're struggling offensively and you can't put points on the board? Well, that's it. <laughs> that's it, my friends. That tells you all you need to know. Conversation continues on 98.7 ESPN.